If you were in the midst of a war, would you look to go safe or would you run towards the danger? Would you run towards a bomb or would you find safety? Let's talk about it. What's happening? Robert Kennedy the third here, RK3. That's me, and welcome to another episode of the What's My Stories podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I have no idea what was happening in that previous scene. Why did I look like a blue alien? I have no idea what happened. But listen, that stuff happens when you're alive sometimes, and we're just going to roll with it. Do me a favor. If you want to see more blue people, say yes. Let me know. Text me. 410-936-4049, 410-936-4049. You can reach out, you can share with me any requests that you have. Let me know if you wanna see blue people, green people, orange people, purple people, whatever type of people you wanna say. See, as a matter of fact, let me know what guests you want me to have on the show as well so that we can bring to you the amazing stories that will help you move towards your next stage. Listen. We talk about pivotal moments in people's lives that really help them to navigate towards where they are right now. So as a matter of fact, on Thursdays, we release the audio version of this podcast. So what I want you to do is go to what's my story podcast live. What's my story podcast live. We don't want you to be watching this live episode while you're driving in the car. So we release the audio version on Thursdays at 7 a.m. So make sure you've got that locked in. If you're not sure where to go, head over to Apple Podcast, iTunes, if you remember it by that, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. The What's My Story podcast is in all of those places and your favorite podcast networks. Make sure that you get connected. Listen, last thing. If you want to make sure that you are able to tell your story even more effectively, if you want to create greater visibility for your small business, if you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a small business owner, and you want to figure out how to get more eyeballs on your stuff, on your products, on your programs, on your services, let's talk about it over in the Storytellers Growth Lab. Head on over to StorytellersGrowthLab.com, and I'll see you when I see you. Hopefully that's really soon. Yeah, let's make it soon. Come on, join me. <laughs> yeah, let's have some fun. So today I am super excited because we have a phenomenal guest. You know, you ever you ever have this feeling where you've been next to somebody who's been next to somebody else? You you stand next to somebody who's who's been around celebrities and you're like, yeah, I know somebody who knows somebody. Right. Today, we're going to talk to somebody who knows somebody. As a matter of fact, she knows more than just one somebody. Monica Morgan is a prolific photographer whose credits include Muhammad Ali, Muammar Gaddafi, George W. Bush, Prince Charles, Aretha Franklin, Coleman Young, the third Oprah, President Barack Obama, First Lady Michelle Obama, and Nelson Mandela, to name just a few. She's a speaker, 
a radio and TV talk show host who can be heard every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time on Superstation 910 a.m. I'd like to welcome to the show. Hey, Monica Morgan, what's your story? How you doing? It's great to be here. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad that you're able to join us for one of our story episodes today. So before we even jump into the backstory, what's the current story? What's happening in your world right now? I am busy working on my story and speaking platform. Mm -hmm. So this is timely because everything is about the story. Yeah. The story in business, the story in personal conversations, stories engage people. And yeah. so this is just the time. And I, I love the way you do it, Robert. I participated in some of your workshops. They are phenomenal. They're on point and they Thank help you. people like me who are introverts and in speaking, get better at storytelling. Well, listen, I don't know if it's just the introvert thing because not everybody believes it, but Robert's an introvert as well, right? So it's really about how you manage your energy. And so sometimes I say, you know what? I'm gonna gather all of my energy in one space so that I can bring value to this space. And then once I do that, then I'm done and I need to go sleep. <laughs> I, need to, I need to take a nap. So yeah, listen, I wanna ask you a couple of questions here about how you got started. I mean, most of us can only dream to be next to Aretha Franklin and Prince Charles and Nelson Mandela and Muhammad Ali. What got you started in, in that space? How did you even get to that? I was a writer mm -hmm. and I got a position in the adult education department of uh, the Detroit Public Schools promoting adult ed. And they said I had to be able to take photos. So I used my theatrical skills. I was like, there, right there, that angle, this is it. And, and I pretended my way through. So I felt like a fraud. And I said to myself, I have to do something better than what I've done, which was take a five minute lesson and buy a used camera from the person who sold me the camera. I took an adult ed class. I was excited. I went to turn in my photographs. And the teacher said to me, you are the worst student in the class. Now, Robert, wow. I, I may not have been the best, but I've never been the worst at anything I've truly attempted to do. So she said, you need to go out in the hall and learn how to focus. I thought about what she said. I went out into the hall. I held back my feelings of saying, you could be fired because you don't know who I am. And I could tell the director about I, I just pushed all of that aside and said, I am going to be a great photographer. Wow. And I will learn how to focus, but it won't be through you. I never went back to class and I started to teach myself. Wow. So this brings up so much for me because as a former teacher, I have all these thoughts about kicking a kid out of the classroom or kicking anyone out of a classroom to go learn to do something on their own that you should be teaching them to do. So, and then the second piece of that is kicking you out of a, of a photography class to learn how to focus. Is it just that she wanted you to focus the camera or is it just, was it a, a mental focus? Which, which one of those was, was she talking about? She may have meant focus the camera, uh huh. but by the way she did it, yeah, I didn't think about anything that she said. And remember, I was an adult. 
Yeah. I'd already graduated college. So it was a different thing for an adult to tell another adult, you're the worst. Wow. Go outside. Go out the cl- go out of the classroom. Because when you're an adult, you choose to take classes. You don't have mm-hmm. to take a class. So that in itself was a lot for me to absorb. But it helped me. It helped me. I grew. I got a mentor. I studied books. And I started to take photos. Photos of any and everybody. And that's one of the things that helped me get to where I am today. That ability to photograph athletes, celebrities, heads of state, icons. Because I I, I just made sure that I documented all of them. And then tried to decide what I like best. But how did you get that that mindset, right? Because I think a lot of people feel like if a child is discouraged in some way, you know, we can kind of break them down. And and we don't think anything about discouraging adults because we feel like, oh, they're grown. They should be able to take it. But in the workplace, in school, in college, in graduate school, in, in adult education, we can do serious damage to people. And it can be hard to come back from. So how did you develop the mindset that said, you know what? She doesn't control my life. I There's some stuff that I can learn on my own, so much so to the point of greatness, where I'm able to photograph celebrities worldwide. How, how did you develop that mindset? It started out as, as a child, because mm-hmm. oftentimes I'd been told things that I could not do. Perhaps because I was a girl or because I was a black girl or because I grew up in a uh, single parent home yeah. with my mom and my grandparents. Uh, just there were always times where I was told you can't do this, you can't do that. And I learned how to block out those noises. I, I read stories about people who succeeded mm-hmm. and that stuck in the back of my mind that other people do not determine our our future. It's up to us and what we put into it. And so we have to block out that negativity, block out the what ifs. What if they're right? What if I do this? What if I do that? And just focus on moving forward and being the best, like my mom always told me to do. Be the best Mm -hmm. at whatever it is you decide to do. Wow. Wow. That that that's fantastic. So when you get this moment from this teacher. What does that do for your determination to, to, to move forward? Because a lot of times we hit an obstacle and somebody tells us that we're not good enough or we can't do it. And we view that as, OK, yeah, I, let me just give this thing up. What a, what does your go, go ahead? Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, it, it, but I'm so this, I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. It took a moment to sink in. Yes, I started to think about all of those things I'd heard can't do this you can't do that it was it was in the back of my mind and then I realized I'm not going to allow that to determine where I go from here mm-hmm. and so I said one of those I'm going to show her even though I didn't think about going back I don't even remember her name I know right. she didn't mirror me she had blonde hair and blue eyes I will remember that but right. my success was just in being better each day and getting better and better and better yeah Yeah. So you you experience this and you start to put in the work to practice your photography skills. Tell us about the moment where you first get noticed enough to take the photo of someone who is considered famous. 
That's a big um, moment. I, I can't even. I, I I can't even think that. Well, okay, all right. So I was a writer. Yeah. And I was given the opportunity to photograph the governor of Michigan, James Blanchard. I was given the opportunity to write about his inauguration. Yeah. And they said, and if you take your camera, I had a pocket camera. They said, if you take your camera and take a few snapshots, we'll pay you for those. Now, my story ran on the front page of the Michigan Chronicle. However, they didn't pay me for that. They wouldn't pay writers then or freelancers. Right. They paid me $12 per photo and I took 12 photos. Wow. But made me start to think, wait a minute, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. And I didn't even think about the fact that I was photographing someone famous, our governor. Mm -hmm. So that probably would be the pivotal moment that I remember. Wow. 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 So I want, I want to start to build on this a little bit and find out how you then began to get some even more important assignments to view, to photograph other celebrities. But before we jump into those, I want to take a word from our sponsor. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit KaylaO'BrienMedia.com and let's connect. Hey everybody, if you want to make sure that your audio or your video is on point, if you want to make sure that you've got something that you can share with the world that presents you in the best possible light, head on over to Kayla O'Brien Media so she can get you right. Let's jump back into this interview. So Monica, you've had the opportunity to photograph some pretty famous people, not just as you being in the area, but you being assigned to photograph these people. So you photograph the, the governor of Michigan. What, what's next after that? You, you come to this realization that, yeah, you know what? I can get paid for it, for this photo stuff. What, what's next? Well, Al Dunmore, who's passed on, became a mentor of mine. He worked with the mm -hmm. Michigan Chronicle and he asked me if I could write photographs from the single woman's perspective. Should a woman pay on a date? Should a woman buy condoms? Should AIDS be addressed from the pulpit? All of these controversial stories that the family newspaper, the Michigan Chronicle, had never tackled. Right. I started to do that, and then Al said, hey, why don't you and my son work together and write a column, which we did, called About yeah. Town. So Greg and I started, Greg Dugmore and I started to write this column about town, and we went any and everywhere, and we wrote about things, and I took photographs of those events. Well, the pivotal moment that I remember was when I received this beautifully writ handwritten invitation. It was on red foil and there was a distinct signature. It said A. Franklin. Now, uh, A. Franklin, my heart's Adam, Adam Franklin. <laughs> well, I opened it up and oh my gosh, it was, a, a phen it was a gorgeous, amazing looking invitation. And it was from Aretha Franklin and she had handwritten the envelope. 
And she invited uh, Greg and I, well, we each had our own invitation, to come to an event that she was having at her home where Robin Leach would be. And it was called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And they were doing oh. a segment on Aretha. So Aretha invited me. And, and I got there, and there was Blair Underwood and some other celebrity, uh, The Temptations, just, just people walking wow. around. And so there I was with my camera. And those opportunities just continued to come. And, and it was a result of my writing. Mm. My writing actually you know, kind of put me into the photography mode. And I just started to do more and more of it and decided I just want to take photographs because either yeah. you get the photo or you don't get the photo. Yeah. So at the beginning of this show, I shared a moment where I, I said, if you were in a war zone, would you run for safety or would you run towards danger? Would you find some place to hide or would you literally run towards a bomb? Well, you ran towards a bomb. Let's talk about that for a moment. How did this happen? 1994, I jumped on a plane, went to Johannesburg. I wanted to document Nelson Mandela possibly becoming president. So it was a few days after I had arrived, I'm outside photographing people who are registering to vote. All of a sudden I hear a noise, a succession of noises. I run to take cover thinking someone's shooting at us and someone motioned to the sky. And I realized I heard the word bomb through all of the various languages and my heart stopped. I was afraid. I don't want you to think that I was fearless and I'm just like, I'm going to run towards a bomb. No. I thought about it for a moment and then I realized this is what I'm here for. I'm here to tell wow. the true story. I touched the cross. My grandmother put it around my throat and said to me, go with God. And I just ran towards that bomb and, and documented things that ran on the Associated Press Newswire. And Robert, if I could just say very quickly, when I got to yeah. Associated, there was a, a, a Caucasian male who said to me, oh, I remember seeing you. Well, you're too late. They've already put my photos on the wire. And again, wow. I went back to that moment with that teacher where I wasn't good enough, feeling as if I wasn't good enough for a moment. And then I realized, well, I'll just go ahead and get my film developed. So I pushed that button, went upstairs, they developed my film, and they they pulled mm -hmm. some of his photos from the wire and said mine had better angles. Wow. So that, that was another pivotal moment in my career. Wow. So I, I want to ask you, I'm going to get a little bit personal for a second, right? So a lot of times people have great experiences on the outside. They're seen as successful. They have these moments where they have they're, they're placed in the limelight. And yet internally, there's still imposter syndrome. There's still like this doubt that that seeps in. How do you deal with that? Or how do you counsel or advise somebody who may be in that same space? I still experience it sometimes when perhaps I'm turned down for an assignment or things don't mm -hmm. go my way. And what I have to do is remind myself, first of all, that I am God's child. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make mistakes, that he has given me a gift. It is bigger than yeah. me. And that I have to understand and, and believe him that he is going to guide me in the way that I will go. So yeah. when things don't work out, there's a reason for it, but there's something else there for me. And that's what I keep in mind. I remind myself of who I am. The I start to think about my accomplishments. Yeah. And then I realize that it's not over. There's another chapter to my story. 
that we yeah. Awesome. 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 So you, you've gotten, tell us about, uh, we went through some of some of the names that you've been able to get close to and, and photograph. Um, I am not a huge boxing fan, but I like boxing personalities. I mean, I, I absolutely love Mike Tyson's story and his trajectory. I look at young brash Mike and I look at older wise Mike right now. And you had the opportunity to photograph uh, Muhammad Ali on at least one occasion. Tell us a little bit about that experience, photographing I, or meeting I, Muhammad I Ali. I photographed Mike Tyson as well recently. Wow. And mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali, I actually met him with Evil Knievel back in the probably latter 90s when he was promoting mm -hmm. his cologne. We went to dinner with a group. So I got mm -hmm. to know him. He always called me Pretty Woman. And then one day when I was shooting for General Motors, we went to his home in Berrien Springs Illinois mm. to deliver or Berrien Springs, Michigan to deliver a Denali and he performed magic for us. We spent time wow. at his home. Dobermans met us at the gate. He was phenomenal, nice, down to earth. And I photographed him on many occasions and had many opportunities to talk with him as well as I photographed Sugar Ray Leonard. I photographed Evander Holyfield. Tommy Hearns is a very good friend of mine. Michael Spinks, Leon Spinks, and, and, and other, Milt McCory. I know a lot of boxers because I come from Detroit and Emmanuel yeah. Stewart had prompt boxing. So yes, I've had an opportunity to photograph me in that arena. Well, you, 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 you ran across Mike Tyson just now. T tell us about the, the interactions and the conversation with Mike Tyson. He was giving a, a one man show and yeah. it was also his birthday so i got invited backstage as a result of being a guest of tommy hearns and we went back and there was a cake that was made out of a boxing mitt it almost looked like a real boxing mitt and mm -hmm. i talked to mike i asked him could i interview him really quickly i was just it was just a quick moment i think i asked him what was his secret of success i don't even remember what he said because i was just like it's mike tyson <laughs> <laughs> so i have it i saved it and just it was he was nice he was very nice and that's the thing for the most part most of the people that i've met behind the scenes they are just as nice as they are in front of the scenes wow and that's one of the things that i can say about rosa parks i was her official and uh personal photographer and she was amazing always positive always looking at the bright sides of things so. wow wow i i, I want to ask you how you got that gig how, how did you become rosa parks official photographer robert i have no idea that's the thing just moving at light speed photographing this person that person not even thinking about it sometimes not even looking at all of the images because I had an assistant who was going through editing them and we sent them out to newspapers and magazines. And just one day I was told, you've been selected by Rosa Parks, you're her official and personal photographer. Wow. And I went, wow. And she was such a nice person. She was my friend, I would say first. So it was okay, sure. And, and, and she wrote in my book to a dear friend and a great photographer. And to hear dear or to see dear friend, that meant more yeah. than anything to me. We went to the White House together, took photographs in the Rose Garden, she and I together. And I took the only image of her in the actual seat she sat in on one of the buses that she rode in Wow! during the Montgomery bus uh, boycott. So there have been moments, there have been moments with so many people, Nelson Mandela, yeah. Winnie Mandela, heads of state. And so it's just been a blessing for somebody who started out telling me, you're not able to focus. Wow. Wow. 
I'm I'm blown away by by hearing the story. And now you have you have your show on nine is it nine sixty or nine thirty? One of those nine ten. I was not even on. There we go. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the show. What 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 do you do on the nine ten a.m. Well, Kevin Adele, the owner of the station, he also owns the Word Network and some other mm-hmm. TV stations. He asked me if I would do a show. And yeah. I I said, yes, I was nervous. I'm an introvert. Nobody believes me, but I'm not. I don't until I pull out my camera. That's when it's, that's my superpower. Well, yeah. Kevin gave me the, the opportunity to talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. And I love that because what I do is I use it as a teaching moment. So I bring on people who have books and they can talk about their stories and, yeah. and then tell people, well, if you get my book or you get my coaching or you read or you see my film, you can grow. And that's what my story is all about or my show is all about helping people grow and pushing it. people who are trying to grow. I love it. I love it. So I, I we, we're going to wrap here, but I want to ask you about your lens you just kind of mentioned that that's your space that is your solace you you you, you're in amongst all these people and there's a lot of noise and then you get behind this lens um and you're able to just kind of focus right what's that moment What, what is the feeling that you have when you get behind that lens what are you looking for Robert, I did a recent speech on the Sean Fair Leadership Experience Tour. And I had my, mm-hmm. I, when I, I saw someone else's camera and I said, just let me touch it. And I touched it and I started to feel more comfortable because I showed some people behind the scenes how to use the camera and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So it helped me. In that respect, the focus, once you put that viewfinder up to your eye, you can't see over here, you can't see over there. You have to look forward. You have to know that you are moving forward you block out any what ifs you block out the negativity and Mm. you know that within yourself whatever it is you see through that lens you can capture it forever and it will tell stories throughout time wow wow this has been a phenomenal experience just really hearing your story and and knowing a little bit more about what you have gone through what's one last word that you want to leave with anybody who's had that experience of being told that they can't block out the what is remember who you are think about all the things that you've been through and you've accomplished mm-hmm. and how you've grown and know that that's not the end of the story there's so much more left to do if you yeah. keep focusing ahead. Yeah. Love it. Where can people find you online? Where do they connect with you? Where do they find out more about the phenomenal, fabulous Monica Morgan? On my website, monicamorganspeaks.com or monicamorganphotography.com. And I would love to be able to share my stories, which I do showing images and motivating people and sharing life lessons as a speaker and trainer. Absolutely. I love it. Monica, hang out with us for a few more moments in the green room. We're going to wrap this show up. Hey, y'all, listen, I don't know if you were as inspired by that as I was. I loved the end when Monica said getting behind that lens, putting your eye in that viewfinder allows you just to block out everything else, block out everyone else. Block out the naysayers, block out the comparison, block out all of the expectations that others have. And it allows you to focus in 
on the goal. It allows you to focus in on the destination, on the subject of the camera, whatever's in front of you, whatever goal is in front of you, focus on that, block that stuff out. But also don't forget that the experiences that you have in your life, the stuff that you've been through, the situations that you've been through lead you to that moment and they give you the equipment to make it through to that next place. As we said at the end of every every episode, don't forget y'all, what happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story. Yeah, your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the third RK3 and I'll see you on the next episode of the What's My Story podcast. Peace. Oh,